Goosebumps number 48, Attack of the Jack-O-Lanterns by R.L. Stein. Put one head in front of the other, a pumpkin power. Nothing beats a Halloween. It's Drew Brockman's favorite holiday, and this year will be awesome. Much better than last year, or the year Lee and Tabby played that joke, a nasty practical joke on Drew and her best friend Walker. Yes, this year Drew and Walker have a plan, a plan for revenge. It involves two scary pumpkin heads, but something's gone wrong, way wrong, because the pumpkin heads are a little a too scary, a little a too real, with strange hissing voices and flames shooting out of their faces. Listener beware, you're in for a scare. Happy, happy Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. A happy a Halloween. Is there anything better than Goosebumps and Halloween? Nope. This is October 2017 when this episode is coming out, which is the 25th anniversary of Goosebumps coming out at all. And it's Halloween time, girl. Ever since we started Welcome to Deadcast, this has been the book, besides The Haunted Mass, I've been the most excited to talk about. Same. This is my second favorite Goosebumps book of the entire series, girl. This book is so nasty. It is the absolute greatest, and you guys, I know we haven't introduced ourselves quite yet. But who cares? I highly recommend reading this book and watching this TV episode. Oh, most death. It's a Halloween must. Oh, man. Halloween. 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 Hi. I'm Daniel Montgomery. Hi, I'm Matthew Scott Montgomery. And we're the hosts of Welcome to Deadcast, the Goosebumps podcast. A trick or treat. Ooh, thank you for listening, and I hope you're having a very happy Halloween. Even if you're listening to this not around Halloween time, happy Halloween. No, but like for reals though. Pumpkin power. Matthew. Daniel. Tell me about the cover of this book. Girl, if you could like... I'll stop saying girl, I promise. If you don't, could, if, don't you dare. If you could design like a dream Goosebumps cover or like a Goosebumps plot, you guys, this one is it. And having this Goosebumps, this this specific cover as a background on my phone has been, has been a decadent, nasty pleasure. It's and, been truly a privilege. And also a few years ago when Daniel and I were at the Goosebumps movie premiere or one of the premiere screenings <laughs> no here in Los, deal. in Los Angeles. Um, there was um, at the silent movie theater just down the street here in West Hollywood, California. There was, as we mentioned before, an auction for original artwork from Tim Jacobus, and you ended up getting the you, Night of the Living Dummy yes, cover, you, which I still have in my room, and I spent my every last blood-stained penny with. Yeah, I bid on on the Attack of the Jack Lantern cover, and I did not win it, unfortunately. 
but that doesn't mean it can't happen one day. Also, if you guys are on Instagram, follow Goosebumps Art because that Instagram Ooh. account has all the Goosebumps covers, like without Ooh. any of the logos or anything, just the pure artwork. It's amazing. It almost all of them. Anyway, so the cover of this book is a bunch of kids with sexy dark clothes holding trigger treat bags with jack-o'-lanterns with crooked evil grins in their faces and they're walking towards you t- down a street and there are trees and a like a sunset happening behind you and these glowing pumpkin heads and there's one dog with a pumpkin on its head come with on. leaves littering the ground are walking towards you come on and the colors are green and yellow for this book and it is just if you guys don't if you guys aren't familiar with attack of the jack-o'-lanterns the cover or the book I mean, do, do yourself, yourself the biggest, flavor. D- sweetest, sweetest favor and at least Google or look up the image because to me, when I think of Goosebumps, this is like, I think of the Haunted Mask and then I think of a lot of things, but this is the second. This is like the second is the best. You know what I mean? Like, it's just real good. So this book was published or came out in October 1996, which I mentioned to Matthew right before uh, we started recording. Seconds it's before. Moments that it's... That's the same time the TV episode premiered. That's kind of crazy. Which must mean that they received, you know, they received the 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 books beforehand. And the TV episode and the book are pretty similar. Um, and I yeah. think the TV episode does a really good job. Trick or treat. Trick or treat forever. Smell my feet. They won't let us go. Give us something good to eat. You kidnapped the four missing people. Watch Night of the Jack-O-Lantern on an all-new Goosebumps coming up next on Fox Kids Monsterama Saturday. But beware, you're in for the one and only scare. Make them one of us! And I would also like to say that this... So Dana and I have a Goosebumps... This is one of the original prints. And Mm -hmm. it is the most eaten up, beaten up Goosebumps book that we currently own. It's literally taped together with scotch tape and bent and twisted. Toe up from the floor. And I think when you and I were kids, like, we would pride ourselves on having, like, the cleanest, nicest, most pristine things. And I, I would think that, like, you know, little MSM and little Daniel would be devastated to know that our copy of Attack of the Jack Lanterns is being held by scotch tape. But something twisted in me, now that I'm all growed, that it makes me love it even more because it's the one that I flipped through and read the most, in so much that it's split in half. Yeah, it's really... I read it every Halloween. So let's... Why wait? I'm not waiting anymore. So the protagonist of this book is Drew Brockman. She, of course, is 12 years old, and she's described as the shrimpiest girl in her class. And she absolutely loves Halloween. Same. Let me describe um, her for you. Please. She's tiny. She's got short, straight black hair. She's got a pointy chin and a pointy little nose, so much so that her dad calls her Elf. Oh. But she's tough. Like, don't get it twisted. And she, a lot of times during the book, she gets really angry and growls. Yeah, she does. a lot. She's like a tough little, you know, little shrimp. Don't F with Elf. She's a little scrimp. Mm. And she and her, her best friend, Walker... The last, the past two Halloweens have been absolutely terrified, like terrorized, and by by these two bullies, and the bullies are, uh, it's a, a girl named Tabitha Weiss and a guy named Lee Winston. So there's a lot of characters in this book, and we'll be introduced to a lot of people, but what you need to know is Drew's our lead, Walker's her best friend. There's no annoying little brother or sister, which is amazing. There's not. So Drew's the lead, Walker's her best friend, and they're both being bullied by Tabby and Lee, these other kids in town. Tabby and Lee. So this year, Drew really wants to, you know, get back at them for being terrible to them. And 
Drew and Walker also have two friends named Shane and Shauna. They are the twins that live next door to Drew, and they're described as being roly-poly, having round faces with curly ringlets of blonde hair, red cheeks, cheery smiles, and they sort of chunky. So you guys got it. So we have Drew and Walker are our protagonist. The antagonists are Tabby and Lee, but then Drew and Walker also have chubby twin friends named Shane and Shauna. So let me tell you about Tabby and Lee. Tabby is um, your classic bitch. Yeah, she's your classic, like, Casper bitch. She has perfect creamy white skin and green eyes that sparkle a lot. She's got long, straight blonde hair that always stays in place. Bitch! And I have to talk... I'm going to describe Lee as Arl Stein describes him, Okay. He's tall, good-looking, with dark brown eyes, a warm smile, and he's African-American. And he sort of struts when he walks and acts real cool like the rappers on MTV videos. And he always has a huge wad of green apple bubblegum in his mouth, and he's always mumbling so he can't understand a word he's saying. Lee... Is this, this is one of the few times in the Goosebumps series that Arl Stein specifically mentions the, you know, the race of one of the characters. Yeah. And, he, you know, this is, this is our token African-American guy. Lee. Lee. So let's talk about what Tabby and Lee have been doing to Drew. Again, Walker this is like our Shana. standard kind of Halloween trope that we've kind of gotten in Goosebumps already where it's like... Not even Halloween. It's more like a, just a Goosebumps trope. Yeah, you're right. Like scaring people and like bu- bullies and scaring and that's just part of this kid culture. Yeah, Haunted Mask, you can't scare me. Like this is just ha- this is just how it works. Yep. So two years ago... Um, there's a lot of sort of there's a lot of flashbacks in this book. The yeah. first, I think, the first nine or ten chapters is a flashback. Yeah, we don't get to like the real plot until the real, real, real world later. Real, 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 real world road rules. Real world road rules challenge. And so, two years ago, Tabby and Lee stopped by Drew's house where Walker. They're hanging out in Drew's driveway. Walker's messing with his bike, and um, Tabby walks up and is like, hey, "Oh, Drew, you have something hanging from your nose." And Drew's like, "I do." And Tabby says, no, it only looked like you did. did so you, mean. Did you get a haircut? And Drew says, no. She says, I didn't think so. Bitch. And basically, she's a classic ass bitch. And they invite Drew and Walker over to Lee's house for a Halloween party. I love Halloween parties. So cut to the Halloween party. It's at, a, you know, it's at Lee's house. Tabby is dressed as a princess. Okay, you guys also default. There's going to be a lot of cussing in this book and we're gonna we're gonna make it real clear yeah and we're gonna describe all of them are you ready costumes tabby is where is wearing a princess costume with long puffy sleeves and a high-necked collar with spark with a sparkly rhinestone tiara tiara gorgeous and drew shows up to the party dressed as a klingon from star trek I don't know what that means. It's cool. Walker's a mummy, which I think is super cute. Love it. I Call me Walker. I, I, I love Walker. And um, Shane and Shauna show up, and they're they're dressed as two big snowmen. They two like, big pumpkins. Hey, come on, fellas, and you gals too, cause I got some. And 
they've they've sort of taken big styrofoam balls and carved out costumes. Lee is dressed as Batman, which I think is very cool. Work. And they're all at this party, and they're having a great time at Lee's party again two years ago. And there's a when they were ten years old. There's a big old crash from downstairs from the basement. No, please stay out of the basement. And Lee runs runs to go check on what it is, and comes back screaming and screaming, says, "Help, help! Someone's broken in. Mom, Dad, Mom. Where's my mom? Where's my dad? Oh no, my parents are gone." Let's try 911. Oh no, the line is dead. Oh no. And these two big bulky figures come up out of the basement. One's wearing a blue ski mask and the other with a rubber gorilla mask. And they say, hey, it's our party now. We're taking over. And this is kind of, this is really frightening. This stuff doesn't really happen in Goosebumps books where it's like domestic terror kind of. I will say that this book is... Is I think is one of the scariest books. Yes, this book is wild and nasty and dangerous and weird and crazy, it, it's, and it's very strange. I yeah, love and it's it. it's dangerous. There's nothing it safe about this Goosebumps book. Touch myself. Yes, when I think about it, I touch myself. So they the the burglars force everyone at the party de- to force them to get down on the floor, makes them do push-ups. Yeah. Like makes them do push-ups and 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 makes them like do a lot of push-ups and say you're going to do push-ups for 3 hours. They're like, "No." And everybody's freaking out. Shane and Shauna's costumes have sort of broken apart as they've struggled they struggle to get down. They can't do push-ups in their giant snowmen and snowwomen costumes. And people are like, "Stop. You can't do this." They say, "More push-ups. Faster. Faster." And Drew's Bitch. like, "This is terrible." And everybody's absolutely freaking out. And Drew looks up and sees that Tabby and Lee aren't doing push-ups. In fact, they're standing up and laughing with the burglars. What? And Drew it's like, hey, Walker, look at that. And everybody starts to notice uh, Tabby and Lee, and the burglars pull off their masks, and it turns out the burglars are Todd Jeffrey and Joe something. They're high schoolers. Uh, and they're like, got you. We're just kidding. It was a prank. <laughs> this is also pretty rare. We never really get... It's it's pretty rare that we get high schoolers in a Goosebumps book besides true. like Say Cheese and Die. Especially a coppery-haired... Uh, ding, 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 like ding, ding, Todd ding. Jeffrey drank. There's your redhead. And so it was all a big trick. And then Lee's parents come home and, oh, man. So they were like, wow, that was a really awful, nasty trick. How dare you? So the next year. So so that was two years ago when they were 10. Last year when they were 11, they this decide shit happened. They're going to get even. They're like, all right, they scared us so badly. We're going to scare them. We're going to scare Tabby and Lee. So a week before Halloween... Uh, they plan, Drew and Shane and Shauna and Walker plan a Halloween party at Drew's house. And they're, they're going to get all this cool stuff like fake blood puddles, green slime. They were talk, they even talk about cutting a trap door in the living room. Yeah. Like they think about, uh, what's the scariest thing you can think of? How about blood gushing out of jack-o'-lanterns, which I think is very sexy. So basically it's like. You know, they want to pull out all the tricks to scare Tabby and Lee as much as they possibly can. And this is so funny and strange to me um, because, you know, clearly Shane and Sean, I mean, it's clearly Drew and Walker and Tabby and Lee, like, don't really get along, but they, like, seemingly keep hanging out with each other. It's that, like, junior high thing where it's, like, you spend time with people you kind of hate. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it is it is a little strange. Yeah, it's kind of a stretch. So um, they're coming up with ideas and... and uh, Drew kind of points out that Shane and Shauna may look really sweet and innocent, but they they have like some pretty nasty ideas, and they get pr- they're pretty weird once you get to know them. I've got some pretty nasty ideas. Wow! And they're like, "What about a tarantula? We'll drop a tarantula on, 
uh, you know, on Courtney. I know a Tarantella. And um, they're like, no, 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 no. And then they say, um, <laughs> Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> That's a you can't scare me reference. Yeah, don't you remember number fifteen? And they're like, no, none of this seems good enough. And they're BT Dubs. They're just sitting in Drew's living room at this point. Walker goes up to get a soda, and then as he walks, at, after he leaves, all the lights in the house go out, and they hear a whispery voice say, "Come, Come with me." Come, Come home with me now. Come, Come home to where you belong. belong. Come, Come to your, your grave, Tabby and Tabby Lee. Lee. I, I have come for you, and you alone. Come, Tabby and Lee. Come with, with me now. now. And it turns out that is a portable tape player that was hidden under the couch that Walker had sort of done and placed. And they're like, oh, wow, that was really cool when you turned off the lights. This would be perfect. Yeah, that'll be really cool. They'll hear that voice and they'll be so scared. And then let's do that and also drop globs of slime on their heads. To me, I don't think this sounds very scary. And I'm sh- I can't not. imagine it not sounding exactly like a tape playing. A tape playing and like. Don't, like, Tabby and Lee would be coming over knowing, like, something kind of like this would happen. I I don't know. I don't know, you guys. And they're like, that's cool. And then uh, Shane says, you know, I still think you should let me and Shauna do some of our scares on Tabby and Lee. And Drew says, let's save those for when we really need them. And so they get all these crazy, horrifying directions, set up a bunch of booby traps. Like, not, they set up the house like it's, like it's, um... Kevin, Kevin McAllister for the you know the the wet bandits yeah and about an hour before the party Tabby calls and says hey Drew um actually I can't make it we can't sorry about it I'm sorry I can't don't, don't hate, hate me. me Drew's very upset and she's so so upset and it's like you guys I hate we're all set up for the party but it's not gonna happen and then she gets even more upset because she looks over and then there's a hole burned into the brown leather couch and the green slime that had been sitting on the couch burned a hole through it and I'm like what kind of green slime you playing with I know right and that's been touching your hands like what and and Drew's parents walk in and see the the dirty brown hole in the couch and they're like what happened monster blood oh man so now now we're finally back to the present. Now here we go, twelve-year-old modern, nineteen ninety-six, de Halloween, de Hoffren. And again, they think, <laughs> they think we have to get back at them. We simply must. We've been waiting all year. All we do during the year is wait for Halloween to scare. Same. So here we here we are. So it's Halloween night. Tabby is a, dressed as a space princess, which is the same costume that she wears every year, except she just paints her skin green. And Lee is uh, is Superman this time. Cool. And Drew and Walker have decided to be ghosts. They just do sheets with holes in them, which I actually think is a really is a really sexy costume. Fun. We didn't we do that when we were little? I did that one year. I'm sure we. The must curse have. of it is it's so hot underneath. Oh, it is. I think about the the dirty sheet dragging across the ground. Yeah, and how you like keep it like situated on your head. It's fun in theory, but so I like, know, but they said, "What? Well, where's Shane? Where's Shane and Shauna?" It says, "Don't worry, they'll catch up." Let's start at the Willows. That's a great neighborhood. We'll start at the Willows. Oh, the houses there are so close together, and so they trick or treat the whole Willows neighborhood. And after they're done, they see the small brick house that's back from the street that they must have missed somehow okay you guys this sequence here is one of the first things i think about when i think of this book and i think this is so fucked up and weird and terrifying and 
Gird your loins. It is absolutely twisted. Yes. So they see this small white-haired woman comes to the door. She's wearing these thick glasses. And Drew comments that the house feels like blazing hot, like a furnace inside. And she sees it's just a tiny living room with a fireplace. And the old woman goes, oh my goodness. What What wonderful costumes. Forrest. Forrest, you must see these costumes. And then they hear a cough coming from the back room. <laughs> so, oh, come with me. He's just in the back room. My husband loves costumes. So they walk into the house, go into the back room, and that's your first mistake. Yeah, never and go to a second location. Never, ever. Uh, thank you, Oprah. They go to this back room, which is absolutely enormous, filled with crying, red-faced kids in costumes, dozens of children, some crying, some sitting glumly on the floor, and this red-faced, shaggy-haired little man approaches them and says, I like your costumes. And Drew's like, uh, thanks, sir, but uh, we have to go now. And they say, no, you, you have, have to stay. stay. We, we like, like to, to look, look at, at your costumes. costumes. And they're like, no, how long are you going to keep us here? And in unison, the man and woman say, forever. But it turns out it was just a daydream um, of Drew's. She was just daydreaming. What? Yeah, it wasn't even a dream. It was a daydream. Wow, that's a pretty vivid imagination she has filled with some fucked up shit. Isn't that so terrifying? The idea of this like creepy old couple saying, like, we just like to look at your costumes. You have to stay here forever. And there's all these sweaty, crying kids everywhere. It's actually nastier in the TV episode. Yeah, wait till we get there, you guys. It's. I think it's much rougher than the book. It was so. It's so terrifying in the TV episode that... When it re-aired, they cut it out. Do yes, you remember? They cut, yes, when they re-aired, they cut out the scene because it was too it was too scary. We'll be talking about it in just a few moments. Oh, yes. So Shane Shauna Lee, uh, I'm sorry, Shane Shauna Walker and Drew go up to Drew's room to plan their, their whatever it is they're going to do this year. No party, they decide. And um, Shane and Sean are like, we, um, why don't we do the scares this year? It'll they're like, really... hold on guys, we got this covered. Let, let me, Shane's like, let me and Shauna really take care of them this year. And it'll really have them shaking. So Shane tells them um, his plan in a little whisper and we don't even we as the readers don't get to hear what this plan is but we know that it leaves Drew, Drew with a chill a and, simple plan and Walker's like yeah like it's so simple and Walker says it's pretty mean and Drew says yeah it's mean it's cruel it's terribly gross and shocking I, I like it, it. <laughs> let's do it but as they're, as they're giggling Drew's mom pops into the room and says what are you guys doing in here and they're like, oh, just planning trick-or-treat. And she says, oh, Drew, I don't think I can let you go trick-or-treating this year. No. And the mom pulls out a rolled-up newspaper under her pits. And it's, uh, it's, it's a newspaper article that says, local mystery, four have vanished. And it has pictures of the four um, people that have gone missing. And Drew points out, wow, they're all really overweight. <laughs> And so mom's like, no, sorry, I don't care. You guys cannot go trick-or-treating this year because of these four missing people. This is, I think that's really scary. There's a lot happening in this book. I mean, like, like there's oh, a lot of kind of like. into it. I'm sorry? I said we haven't even gotten into I it. I know. There's a lot of like terrifying things, but like, you know, what we've had so far are basically flashbacks. And this is kind of where the story starts. It's like these kids are going to go trick-or-treating, but there are these four missing people. What's the deal with that? So um, mom says straight up no. But dad later says, I think it's okay. Just stay in a group. 
So they're like, okay, cool, cool, cool. We will, we will. So two days later on a cloudy Saturday afternoon, is there any other kind? No. Drew goes over to Lee's house to ask Tabby and Lee if they'd like to go trick-or-treating with them. This is kind of, this is where I call bullshit or where I call shade or whatever because it's like. I know. Um. They're not really friends. Why would they want to go trick-or-treating together? So they, yeah, whatever. they are at Lee's house getting their costumes ready um, at this, just, just working on their costumes. And uh, Lee is a bee and he has two Bobby, and this is what R.L. Stein says, two Bobby antennas on on his head. Um, for all, you, all y'all grammar, grammar fans out there, y'all better keep it down right now. Um, Why be, is that grammatically incorrect? It should be antenna. Oh, the the plural of antenna is antenna. Yes. Mm-hmm. Antenna. What a weird word. Antenna. Um, I I want to put that in a book. Have Uncle and Uncle Bob and Aunt Anna. <laughs> and so Lee's costume is uh, a furry yellow vest over a black and yellow striped girl's swimsuit. Okay. And I'm like, Lee, stop. <laughs> and Drew, by the way, is wearing best baggy, a baggy sweatsuit. And Tabby's like, oh my gosh, Drew, have you lost weight? And Drew says, no. And she says, oh, then I guess you just like your sweatsuit baggy like that, huh? <laughs> and Tabby and Lee argue over whether Lee needs a stinger, a cardboard stinger sticking out of that ass. <laughs> and, Drew, and Drew says, and they're like, oh, hey, hey, guys, um... That's cool, but um, would you like to go trick-or-treating with me and Shin and Shana and uh, Waku? And it's kind of like n- neither here nor there. They're just like, sure, okay, bye, and that's it. I mean, it's kind of acknowledged like that, too, where Drew's like, oh, thought it was going to be more difficult than that, but okay. And so, you guys, a week later, it's the big night. Finally. Okay, you guys, this finally. This is the night. This is the night. And this is what- I was created for. This is the night. This is the night. I was created for I'm gonna put on my best disguise And go knocking on everybody's door This is the night This is the night I'm gonna hit the street Cause this is the night Folks are giving away So many good things to eat Oh gosh, I love that song Yeah, it's good Trick or treat Trick or treat This is Drew's costume, are you ready? Drew's wearing bright blue tights and a blue top. Let me borrow that top. With red boxer shorts over the tights, a red tablecloth tied around her shoulders, a pair of white vinyl boots, a red cardboard mask that only covered her eyes. She was a superhero. She is super Drew. Hilarious. I think it's so funny when they wear, like, in the TV episode two, it's like they're wearing space warrior costumes or superhero costumes. It's just generic costumes that don't even really make that much sense. I mean, like, I feel like if a kid's gonna wear a superhero costume, it's gonna be like, like we're saying Batman or Superman or one you recognize as opposed to like, I'm a superhero or I'm an alien invader. You know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. I love how deliciously generic it is. It makes me really, really happy. So she's getting ready to go and dad's like, no, I want to take a photo. I want to take a photo. She's no, 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 no. I was supposed to meet them at the corner at 7.30 but now I'm all I'm late it's 7.45 mom's mom is like just sitting in the den yelling warnings like don't talk to strangers if, if you see anyone suspicious run away uh, stay in a group the doorbell rings it is Walker Walker is wearing a black sweater black pants a black wool ski cap over his forehead black makeup covering his entire face and black gloves and everyone's like what are you supposed to be and he says a dark and stormy night 
and he pulls out a black water pistol and squirts D all up in her face. <laughs> and it's like, I, he, you saw the dark, now here's the stormy. So, I mean, like, I've stolen this for years because I think this is such a charming costume. And as a kid, this stuck with me so much. It's positively dripping with charm. I know. I, I wrote, I totally just straight up stole this. And I wrote it into a short film that I did called Trent in the Dark and Stormy Night, which actually is on YouTube, y'all. Um, Better watch it now. I mean, like, I'm literally just, and I'm saying it now and admitting to plagiarism, I straight up stole this from Attack of the jack lanterns because this has never left the back of my brain, and I love it. Um, what about you? Why aren't you dressed up? Oh, um, I was going to be a Dark and Stormy Night. Oh. Well, I guess I see the dark. Where's the stormy... Yeah, see, this would have been the part where I pull out the water gun and I shoot you in the face with it, but alas, no water gun. <laughs> That's funny, though. You should have done that. Really? Yeah. Um, well, how did that Kelly Rowland song go? Which one? Stole. Oh, wow. She's got her... Wow, that song is so violent. That song is dark. She could have been a movie star. Stole. Oh, never, never know that our life was down. Wow. So, um, where are we? So they race to the corner to meet up with everybody, and they see that, oh no, they're late. There's Tabby and Lee are not at the corner. And they're like, oh no, maybe they left, maybe we missed them. Then they hear a cough from the other side of the hedge <laughs> that's on the corner. I'm sick. And then they hear a low animal growl. A gagagrow. And then two ugly creatures come snarling through the hedge. No, please. One attacks Drew, shoves her to the ground, and oh. sinks its teeth into her shoulder. Oh. And she screams, stop, stop, don't stop. And they pull off their rubber masks. It's not actually creatures, you guys. It's Todd and that guy Joe, the oh, high schooler. Oh, those high schooling bullies. And They're then, back two years later. Then Tabby and Lee appear from behind the hedges and say, <laughs> Happy Halloween, we got you. Oh, man. This is Tabby's costume. She's a ballerina with a tiara tiara. And isn't that cute? And... Drew is so mad she growls at them and Joe and Todd run off to scare more kids and they're like, all right, let's get started trick-or-treating, but where's Shane? Where's Shane and Shanna? And they're like, oh, we'll just go and they'll catch up with us anyway. I mean, it's 8.15 and we were supposed to meet at 7.30. And but Drew's like, where go. are they? It's 8.15. So they start trick-or-treating and they go from house to house and people can't quite get Walker's costume. They're like, what, like are you, what? what are you supposed to be, a lump of coal? And he's like, No. And then the next house, they're like, are you supposed to be a monster? He goes, no, I'm a lump of coal. I think that's so funny and so authentic where it's like you have some kind of obscure specific, you have some, you have some kind of obscure specific Halloween costume that like means a lot to you, but like no one really knows what it is. Do you remember that one Halloween you dress up as Slappy? Yes. And we went to that one door and that little bitch kid goes, alfalfa. I really like, I hate children <laughs> and i actually genuinely dislike almost everyone yeah 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 like i just i just can't which is funny because it's like halloween i'm like damn it halloween's like kids love halloween but like i just don't like children it's kind of weird i know i like tweeted that a couple of days ago something where i said all you really need to know about me is that i love halloween but i hate children yeah that's the truth so um I just want to give some examples of how bitchy Tabby is. So she says, 
Do you have any Kit Kats? I'll trade any. I'll trade anyone for Kit Kats. Why would they give up apples? Don't they know we just want candy? Some people are just cheap. And she throws at the apples that they got at some house. They, <gasps> she and Lee throw it at a, throw them at a tree. <laughs> so they finish. They trick or treat this whole block. They step onto this next and go into the next street. And they they're standing on a dark corner where a street light is out. And are you guys ready? Are you guys ready to get nasty and weird? And this is where the sexiness and the wildness. This is insane, insane, oh, perfect shoot. book really starts. Oh no, my top just flew off oh no it's Oops, literally my pasted skirt. to the ceiling and they're standing on this dark corner and all of a sudden these two figures pop out and they're wearing dark green robes flowing to the ground and they have large round a pumpkins for heads they have eerie jagged grins cut into their heads flashing triangle eyes you see they jack-o'-lanterns and their faces are lit up by flames dancing inside of their heads and walker and drew start screaming because it's so sexy and terrifying and tabby and lee are like um is this your idea of a joke we know that shane and shauna y'all gotta do better than you're gonna that. have to do better than that something i'd like to point out about these pumpkin figures is that Flames constantly shoot out of their face. Yeah, and Sis. lick out of their mouths. And flame, Arlstein points out that flames are literally darting out of their eyes. And I'm like, well, if that's Shane and Sean, that's a pretty good trick. I know. And also, he, the the as the story as the story goes on, um, the the flames become red flames, Sex. which I think is funny because I think of fire as yellow Sex. or orange, but the idea of these red flames shooting out of this jacko. Sex. By the way, speaking of, if you look at there's Sex. different there's different. Um, book covers for you know different countries and we'll talk about the book cover for the uk and europe later but the the japanese book cover it really captures this idea of it's this really terrifying jack-o'-lantern with literally like blood red flames shooting out of it being held by a headless tall figure is it the uk version that you're thinking of i think that that's the japanese the, version and then the uk the version french ver- maybe it's the french version that you're thinking of the one that's like well, we'll talk about it. Yeah, later. The, you're right. You're right. It is the French version. We'll talk about it later. Yes. So, um, y- you'll understand. And they're like, "All right, cool. That's cool. You guys are scary. Where should we go next? Should we go to Tabby's Block? We have some really good places." And the, the one of the, the pumpkin heads in a hoarse, crackly, dry, choked, it's a, like choking noise says, "Let's go somewhere else." Arlstein points out that when they speak, it sounds like dry, dead leaves being crinkled together. It's oh no, my pants crackle. just flew off. A, my pants. A dry, choked sound. And they say, somewhere, somewhere else, we know a better neighborhood. Voices hissing from inside the pumpkin, the flames tossing in rhythm to the words. <gasps> a neighborhood you won't forget. And Tabby and Lee are like, ooh, scary voices, I'm shaking. Who cares? Like let's drop the voice, like drop the voice, and they say no. Follow us to a better neighborhood. And Walker whispers to Drew, says, "What are they doing? This isn't the plan. How are they? How is that Shane and Shauna? How are they doing this? I don't know. Is that Shane and Shauna? I don't know." So anyway, they end up following these two pumpkin creatures past a bunch of great houses. Mm, followed her to school one day, which was against the rules. And they're like, "Um, we're skipping some great houses," and they kind of ignore them. And they step off of a sidewalk into some dark, nasty woods. And as they're walking through these dark woods, Drew, Re- Drew remembers her mother's warnings about 
don't go into the woods. So th- I really love this moment because it's like Drew staring at her friends and these tall pumpkin-headed creatures about to go into dark, dark woods and she's questioning her choices. Oh no, my panties just flew off. But she chooses to go in anyway. So they say, yes, a new neighborhood. Just, just past these woods. Past Tab- these woods. Tabby's like, give me a break. Ugh, I got mud stains on my ballerina's skirt. And Drew's also getting choked by her cape because the cape is a little bit too long and it's dragging in the leaves. Ugh. And so Lee's bag gets caught in the trees, so it's like, this is not like glamorous because we're going through these ugly, muddy woods, and maybe this is a mistake. So a few minutes later, they step out of the woods into a brightly lit street and a beautiful row of houses, and now the pumpkin figures say, Now we can trick or treat. So they see that there are all these small houses, tiny lawns, all decorated. These two rows of houses go on for blocks and blocks and blocks. It's amazing. And they're like, wow, this actually looks a pretty great. This is so fun. There's so many houses. So they start trick-or-treating, and they go for four blocks, and their bags fill up to the top, and their bags are so heavy and fast. So much candy filling up my big old dump out my sack. And Walker bends down to dye a shoe, and the pumpkins are like, hurry up, hurry up. Flames shooting out of their holes. Saying, yes, hurry, no time to ways you must dare a trick or tree and lee says um i'm a little tired what time is it my bags are full and they say hurry lots more houses to do lots so they keep trick-or-treating for two more blocks which is about 20 houses hurry hurry more houses and they begin to get pretty tired walker's shoelace ends up ripping off more houses lots more to do and they're like um we want to quit we're done now you can't quit Keep going. You can't quit. Arlstein points out that they appeared to float up, rising over them, the fires inside of them raging. You can't quit. You can't ever quit. Another block, another block, and then another. My thing is, like, are they really raising up? I think later we realize that they're not raising up, but now it seems like they're raising up. Like, Josh Groban. Ah, yes. And they said, Tabby's like, um... You can't boss us around. I'm going home. But they move to stop her. And the, uh, they start float. Like, every 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 direction she tries to go in, they float in front of her. Their fiery grins growing wider and brighter. And, and they, they begin, begin circling, circling them. The group floating silently, swirling faster and faster. And they start spinning around the whole group until the group is surrounded by flames. A wall, wall of, of flames. flames. And they're saying you will obey. So they realize they have no choice and they are forced forward. And as they continue to trick or treat people at the houses start commenting like gosh it's really late. You know like you know, you guys know how late it is and they're like uh-huh. Houses are turning their lights off they don't see any other cars no other trick or treaters at all. They have to start dragging their bags because they're so heavy. Hurry lots more houses lots more blocks. And T- Tabby's like no way Hurry! You can't stop now! You can't! They start to protest a little bit. Tabby's starting to seem kind of scared. (laughs) Lots more houses. This is the best the neighborhood. So Tabby and Lee, for I guess the third or fourth time, try to, like, say no. And they put their foot down and start chanting. And the pumpkins are... Oh, do they chant or the pumpkins chant? No, they start chanting and saying, No, no way, way. No way. Our no bags are way. full. Our bags and are Drew's full. Drew's like, Our bags are full. And the jack-o'-lantern starts swirling around them again. You must not stop. You must keep a-going. So they do that thing where they swirl around the group again, hissing like snakes. And it sounds like they're surrounded by snakes. And Drew screams, Stop, stop, stop. 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 You're, You're not, not Shane and Shauna. Who are you? And as the fire leaps from their eyes, they're hissing has become a high wail of Aah! isn't this so sexy you guys oh, woo, oh, woo! 
They finally swirl to a stop, their shrill wails bouncing off of the naked trees. Yeah, I'm going to pause you here. So a few years ago, just oh, for fun, because yeah. I used to make a Halloween mix every year. Now, like, CDs are kind of dead. So it's like, you know, giving out a flash drive or posting on Spotify doesn't feel the same kind of uh, magics. Um, but what I did was I recorded, just for fun, with sound effects, this chapter of Attack of the Jack-O-Lanterns. And with it, Dan- if I have Daniel's permission, I'm just going to insert the entire chapter audio recording right here. They swirled to a stop. Bright flames licked out of their grinning mouths. Their shrill wails bounced off the bare trees, cutting through the heavy night silence. Who are you? I demanded again, my voice trembling. My whole body shook. I suddenly felt as if the cold of the night had seeped inside me. Who are you? Have you done something to our friends? No reply. I turned to Walker. The light of the flames flickered over his face. Through his black makeup, I could see his frightened expression. I swallowed hard and turned to Tabby and Lee. They were both sneering and shaking their heads. Is this your idea of a dumb Halloween joke? Tabby demanded. She rolled her eyes. Wow, did you really think Lee and I would fall for this? Ooh, I'm scared. I'm scared. Lee cried sarcastically. He made his knees knock together. Look, I'm shaking like a leaf. He and Tabby let out loud laughs. <laughs> These are real clever costumes. Great fire effects. But we know it's Shane and Shauna, Lee declared. No way you're going to scare us, Drew. No way, Tabby repeated. Look. She and Lee reached out their hands. They each grabbed a pumpkin head and tugged. Whoa! They pulled the fiery pumpkin heads off the creature's shoulders, and then all four of us screamed because the two costume figures had no heads underneath. Oh, yeah. Everybody screams and screams and screams and screams. And the headless, like, well, the, the, the bodiless mouths start moving as it, like on their own. The mouths start moving on their own. And, and Tabby and Lee drop them to the ground and the heads start laughing. <laughs> and Arlstein points out they make a he, he, he noise. Can I talk about this for a second? So, the, yes, you can. I think this is the first time that Arlstein mentions their mouths moving. So before it was just voices coming from inside these pumpkin heads, but now the mouths start to move. Is that correct? Y- yes. Or have the mouths been saying all the words already? No. Um, how it was working was every time the the the, the jack lanterns spoke, the flames would move in rhythm to yes, what that's they were right. saying. Yes, you but are right. Now, now that the heads are off of their bodies, the mouths start moving. Got it. And even though these mouths are moving, it's not that it's not even necessarily that they're speaking. The mouths just start sort of creepily moving around and start laughing. Love it. Yes, very sexy. Arlstein also points out that Tabby and Lee at this point kind of look a mess, and Tabby's perfect hair is finally like messed up for once in her life, her tiara tiara falling off. Love it. And the bodies, the headless bodies, oh, start moving and pick up the heads. And instead of putting the heads on top of their shoulders, they're ho- they hold them in front of their chests. And Drew is like, who are you? And they just go, <laughs> Drew and Walker try to run away, but the jack o do that swirling thing for the third time around them in that big old wall of flames. And after they do that, they lift the heads high above their shoulders. Again, not on their shoulders yet. Lift the, the heads above their shoulders. And say, more houses, more houses. You cannot stop. You must keep gone trick-or-treating. And they say, we don't want to. We want to go home. More Tabby houses, says, more houses, more houses, more houses. So the jack push them to pick up their bags and force them to keep going. They're like, uh, Tabby says, well, how long do we have to trick-or-treat? And they say, forever. Um, at this point, as I was reading, this is chapter 23, Matthew. Yes. I noticed that you starred a paragraph. Yes. On page 92. Yes. And... At first, I was like, I wonder why. And then I read it, and then I knew. 
And this is the paragraph that Matthew starred. Years ago, for some reason. I don't know why. So they are continuing to trick-or-treat, and a woman says, Oh, you kids are out awfully late. Do you live around here? (laughs) A a woman at the door asks. And this is the paragraph. This is Drew. No, I replied. We don't really know where we are. We're in a strange neighborhood, and we're being forced to trick-or-treat by two headless pumpkin creatures, and they say they're going to make us trick-or-treat forever. Help us, please. You've got to help us. (laughs) And the woman says, oh, that's great. You have a great imagination. Good night. Yeah. <laughs> it's the greatest paragraph in, in in literary history. So funny. I loved it. No, no, we don't know where we are. We're in a strange neighborhood. We're, they're going to make us trick it. They're going to make Hilarious. It's so funny. And Tabby says out loud, I'm so scared. What do they want? People keep saying how late it is. But like, well, we, we've got to get away. Help. Oh, I'm so scared. Then they see a man walking down the street in blue coveralls as if he's coming home from a, a job in the 50s. Yeah, this is uh, so ridiculous the way he's described it. It literally sounds like he's from, just got work off work at the steel mill in 1945. And he has this lunchbox as if he's coming home late from work. And Tabby runs after him screaming, help, help, no, help, you've got to save us you've got to help me and he says what's wrong kids are you lost and lee explodes monsters headless jack-o'-lantern monsters they've captured us they're forcing us to trick or treat and the man starts to laugh he's like oh you've got a great a great imagination i think it's hilarious that the, it's the second time within like four pages that yeah they they tell them very clear like tell people very clearly what's going on but it sounds so ridiculous and i love the idea of them earnestly with tears in their eyes screaming what's happening to them yeah and people just laughing and slamming a door in their face yeah and he says okay i'll go along with it where are your monsters they say right but they're they were right there they were standing right there and they're gone and he says oh, have a good halloween kids but give me a break i'm beat from work at the steel mill and they decide, all right, they're gone. But they so they start to run and run and run. But the jack-o'-lanterns jump out from behind a hedge. And More houses. And Lee says, oh, God. And she says, or, 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 or Lee says, my bag is full. It's too full. And Walker says, mine too. We, we have to go home. And the pumpkins go, that's no problem. Start eating. And Arlstein says, they appear to rise up again. Yellow flames shooting out of their eyes. A roar of hot wind from their jagged, snarling mouths. And then all of a sudden, the kids just start choking down candy this is another thing i think of when i think of this it's book. so nasty i love it they force the kids to shovel candy in their mouths like, and they're going faster faster eat 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 they they make them unwrap candy and shove candy in their mouths until they they feel sick and tabby says i'm gonna be so sick no no she says no no i really feel sick but they keep forcing them to eat <laughs> with cho- chunks of chocolate in their hair and they're shoving candy in this is so twisted dark and amazing and, and the pumpkins go, more houses, more trick-or-treating. There are more houses to go. Houses forever. Trick-or-treat forever. And like cho- like chocolate is spilling out of <laughs> Tabby's mouth, tears streaming down her face. And she's like, everyone has gone to it's sleep. It's too late. No one's going to answer the door. And the pumpkins say, they will in this neighborhood. No problem in this neighborhood. In this neighborhood, you can trick-or-treat forever. So they slowly got get up. Now they've eaten enough candy that there's space in their bags, and they start moving. And Lee says, our parents must be so worried. And, T- and Tabby says, they should be. We may never see them again. Isn't this so fun, you guys? So they go across the street, and they get to this first house, and they ring a doorbell, and the door opens. And <sighs> This is where guys, it gets really fun. This is where it gets crazy. A woman with a jack-o'-lantern head answers. And th- none of them say anything because they're so scared. And she looks at them, cocks her head to the side, and says, trick or treat. 
and flames dancing in her head. And Tabby said, or Drew says, this is a nightmare, a living nightmare. So the woman with, I love this idea of this woman in just like regular people clothes with just a jack-o'-lantern sitting in her head. She gives them candy um, and then they go to another house. And, and then uh, a person answers the door wearing jeans, a maroon sweatshirt, and a jack-o'-lantern head. Oh my god, that's my dream outfit. All of that. <gasps> and every door they start going to that's all jack-o'-lantern people. Every single door. They Everyone's go down the been whole replaced block. with a jack-o'-lantern person. And they go down the whole block. They're moving on to the next block and Lee says, please... Please let us stop. We, we, we can't do any more houses. I'm, I'm so, so tired. tired. I feel so and sick. I, really, I can't do another house. I'm I so really frightened. I really feel sick. Please. And they're like, we can't. We won't take another step. Wait, I can't. I can't do it. And the two pumpkins rise now. That Now they officially rise high in the air. Their triangle eyes bulging wide. And their mouths stretching wider and wider and wider. Letting out high wails. Shrill, shrill sounds. sounds like police sirens. And they tilt their heads up. Wailing louder and louder. Tilting their heads back. Until flames shoot straight up into the sky like a beam. Louder and louder. A flash of light. And let out the shrill wail. These two thick beams of light. Shooting straight up to the sky doesn't get any better than this and they see that this is like a a, like a i don't know some sort of like um mating call to arms for all the jack-o'-lantern people to come out of their houses so all as these two pumpkins are screaming and the light of the luxor is shooting at the top and hitting the sky these pumpkins start float like coming out of the house all the houses and walking towards them dozens of pumpkin people walking towards them more and more and more and more. Flickering dancing flames shot out from their jack-o'-lantern eyes and mouths, sending orange light into the black sky. They floated and bobbed down the street across the dark lawns, wailing like sirens, hissing like snakes. They formed a circle around us, a circle of grinning, fiery jack-o'-lantern faces over dark-robed bodies. The circle of creatures spun around us slowly, and as they spun, their heads bobbed and tilted on their shoulders. Slowly, slowly, they spun around us, and then they began to chant in their hoarse crackly voices trick or treat 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 treat, and then four of them step forward and have in their hands pumpkins and drew's like oh no what what are you gonna do what are you gonna what are you gonna do with those and and um they hold them out to tabby and lee and they say these These are for you arlson says their voice is sounding like sharp pieces of gravel being rubbed together they will be your new heads. And Tabby and Lee say, no, you can't. You can't. You can't. And they see that the pumpkins have holes in the bottom of them. And the and two of the creatures lift up the pumpkins and slam them over Tabby and Lee's heads. Slam so them t- down over their Tabby heads. Tabby and Lee, with their hands pressed helplessly against the side of their new pumpkin heads, run down the street, blindingly screaming into the darkness. Then the two others with pumpkins turn towards Drew and Walker, and Drew and Walker say, no. Please. No, please. No, please. Please, please, please you can't. Please. please, please don't put a pumpkin on my head. <laughs> <laughs> and then the creatures set them down, and then sets them down and then their heads start to change the flames die out they shrink and change until they turn into shane and shauna the whole time it was shane and shauna all four of them die laughing and they sit in our senses they danced wildly crazily up and down the street screaming it worked it worked that was so fun and easy and drew says oh man it helps to have two aliens from another planet as friends <laughs> You guys? So ridiculous. 
ridiculous. Oh, and it's not over yet. It's not over. It's not over. And Shane's like, whoa, 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 don't say that too loud. And Shauna says, we don't want any strangers to know that we're not from Earth. And Drew says, I know, I know. That's why we didn't use your weird powers to scare Tabby and Lee before. But this year we were so desperate. And Shauna says, yeah, we've got to be very careful. And then Shane says, thank you for your help, brothers and sisters. You'd better hurry home before anyone sees that we have invaded this whole neighborhood. So ridiculous. And this is waving and laughing, murmuring happily to each other, the other pumpkin heads hurry back to their houses. So so what, essentially what's happened is Shane and Shauna, their alien race has moved into this nearby neighborhood and those are all aliens living there? Or did Shane and Shauna like possess actual neighbors there just for tonight? I bet you Arl Stein doesn't know. Yeah. <laughs> so they start to walk home and they're like, wow. Walker says, when do you think Tabby and Lee will discover you they can just pull off their pumpkin heads? And Shauna says, maybe never. <laughs> and they hurry back to Drew's house and they're like, thanks again. That was so much fun. You were so great. You even scared me. Oh, man. Happy Halloween, you guys. And she says, and Drew says, you know what else is so great about having aliens from another planet as friends? You two don't eat candy. And Shane and Shauna say, yeah, that's right. And Drew says, you know what? I've never seen you two eat at all. What do you eat? And Shauna reaches out and pinches Drew's arm and says, you're still really bony, Drew, but you'll find out what Shane and I eat when you fill out a bit. And Shane says, yeah, people from our planet only like to eat very plump adults. So you don't have to worry for now. So now I'm going to read the first paragraph and the last paragraph of this beautiful book. Where are you going, elf? Dad called from the den. My mouth dropped open. Hey, you're kidding, right? I demanded. Shane? Shauna? You're not serious, right? That's a joke, right? Right? The end. Um, a perfect ending to a flawless book. A deliciously nasty, nasty wild Halloween nasty, book. Nasty, nasty twist. With a nasty wild television episode to match. So you guys obviously understand that those four missing people, Shane and Shauna, have been eating them, of course. Um, eating those fat, fat people. Yeah, they ate the missing people. Let's talk about this TV episode. You guys, this TV episode... I think it's a masterpiece. There's some really, you know, flat line delivery and bad acting and like terrible special effects. But, but it works. all of it has, I find it to be the most charming. And I love this episode so much. I really challenge you, I challenge you guys to watch it. It's on Netflix or, or Girl Buy that shit on iTunes. Whenever I'm like in a relationship or I have a friend, I like tie that person down and make them watch this episode. Or maybe sometimes just tie that person down. But like, <laughs> Like, we've watched this in backyards. I've, like, made people... If I could show people two episodes of Goosebumps, personally, I would do The Haunted Mask and Attack of the jack I know it's double Halloween, but to me, it's just... It's just so much fun. So they really... They... I think they do a good job of cramming this book into 30 minutes. Yeah, I think they do. And what I really like... I really like the casting in this episode. I, I think it's so fun. And, I and again, as Matthew said, there's some real dead delivery some some of the worst act you've ever seen but i find it so charming so what's a, the the episode starts off with drew and walker walking down well let's talk let's talk about why don't we talk about what, how the cast is different first sure and then we'll talk about the plot so drew this time she's our african-american character um <clears throat> she is and i think she's really good she's she does so like good. scrappy young drew very well um when i first moved to la 
I was at the gym and I worked out next to this actress once and I was like, I've made it. I'm next to Drew from Attack of the Jack-O-Lanterns. This actor um, was also in... Piano Lessons Can Be Murder. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, as Jerry's friend who comes in kind of at the very end. She's so great. She's really good. And she's tiny and skinny and, and just a total blast. And then Walker is just a tall, goofy white guy who I think is family. Or if he's not family, he seems like he no, is. No, he definitely is. And he seems like the gay BFF that's, that's kind of adorkable and kind of a... Um, kind of a blockhead. Yeah, kind of a, a, a charming blockhead. Um, and there's no Joe or... Todd. Todd. We, we skip all that. Um, Shane and Shauna, this is where the really shitty acting is. Shane and Shauna are not at all how they're described in the book. Right. They, they don't even... They are not... They they are not identical twins. They don't look alike. They're they kind of look like brother and sister. They're just generic kind of white people. Shauna's... A, no, I mean, I want to say no offense. I guess it doesn't matter. Shauna's especially bad. She's probably the worst actress that we've had on the show in quite some time. She's also in, Atta- in The Haunted Mask 2 as a trick-or-treater playing a painter for two seconds. Yes, and Shane is in uh, Phantom of the Auditorium. Yes. He plays Corey in that episode. That's right. And uh, they're both really bad. There's, But, like, I, and I love it. There is a moment towards the end of the episode when they are, they have a scene together, and you can see the actor who plays Shane mouthing his line, mouthing Shauna's, Shauna's line. lines along with her. Hilarious. It is such gold. I... And Tabby and Lee are different. I really like the casting for Tabby and Lee. So, Tabby's she's not blonde. She's not blonde. She's 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 brunette-ish, and she reminds me of our friend Allison Stoner in this, which I think is a compliment. And I think um, she's very um, she's she captures like the the bitchy kind of uh, know-it-all vibe really really well. And then Lee's kind of this like chubby chubby black slicked back hair. Um, smarmy kind of guy. Smarmy kind of guy. Not they, at all like Lee in the book. No, but I think it works really, really well. I think the casting's really fun. And also, um, Drew's mother is, um, she's no food in class from Mean Girls. Remember that teacher in the montage? So great. Don't read ahead. No green pen. No food in class. Yeah, she's great. The casting's a total blast. So the episode starts off with Drew and Walker walking down a dark Halloweeny street and the production design in this episode is hilarious to me, and it's garish and over the top and ridiculous. And there's like, it's like this all the same from all the same sort of stuff. It's like the same cutouts of skeleton heads and werewolves and you know all kinds of jack lanterns and all kinds of goodness. And I can just see them like recycling stuff from the haunted mask. Yes, and decorating the set. There's there's like impractical decorations that I even love. There is a low hanging like garland over a drive like in the middle of a driveway for no reason between trees and i'm like there's no way they would put a garland there because you couldn't get a tr- you couldn't walk past it you couldn't walk through <laughs> it you couldn't park there and i love it it's fun and they're talking about what what they're going to be for halloween and drew's and and how we introduce the, the missing people is drew's kind of like aren't you nervous about going out and they're like, what? What are you talking about? It's like the four missing people. And like, you know, that it becomes an exposition-y kind of thing. And, and every time it's mentioned, somebody has the the newspaper clipping and they hand it to it. It, it happens like three times the episode that somebody, it's mentioned and there's the one newspaper time clipping appears out of nowhere. There's one time hand. when it's mentioned and we literally see in the middle of the woods a crab claw holding a newspaper with these four people's faces and names. Literally a crab claw. It cuts to that. Ridiculous. Insane. So they're 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 talking about you know Walker's like I'm not sure my mom will let me go out my go trick or treating and Drew's like oh Drew's no like come on it's Halloween plus who would want to kidnap us. <laughs> 
I don't even know if my parents will let me go out. Well, hey, we can go to the school carnival. They have games and everything. That'd be fun. I can't believe you're doing this. Aren't you nervous about going out? No! Not even a little. Walker, that was miles from here. They don't even know if anything bad happened to those people. Look, you know how much I love Halloween. Besides, who would want to kidnap us? <laughs> These two words, kind of a POV from the woods thing that it feels like we're some kind of evil creature watching Drew and Walker. And we even hear growls and like weird noises going, like, and then like in a jump scare, Shane and Shauna just walk out of the woods and like, hey, Shane, Shauna. And it's kind of like this thing where Shane and Shauna had moved a few years ago and now they're back. And Shane and Shauna were wondering if Drew still lived there and she saw her walking down the street. So it's like, oh, hi, we, we wonder if you still lived here, but there you were walking down the street. And so Drew introduces Shane and Shauna to Walker and said, these are my friends Shane and Shauna who used to live down yes, the street. Yes, big difference. Walker does not know them and Shane and Shauna are just back visiting. Shane, Shauna! You look like you're about to jump out of your skin. You're wondering who's behind you, huh? What are you guys doing here? We thought it'd be cool, you know, to come back visit the old neighborhood. We're only gonna be here for a few days. And then, then we hear more wolf noises and literally wolf creatures with deep growling voices going, rawr, rawr, come out of the woods. And then they take off their masks and it's just Tabby and Lee making these unrealistic, deep, throaty growls. I guess it was just the wind. Yeah, you And they're like super bitchy and like, oh. Um, we got you good, didn't we? <laughs> she falls for it every time. You are the world's biggest sucker, Drew. I'm getting sick of you two. Oh, I'm scared. Lee, save me. Not me. I'm scared of creeps. Same old Tabitha and Lee. Shane and Shauna. What are you two doing back here? We didn't come to see you. That's for sure. My heart is breaking. Tabby and Lee pull a bitch fest and then leave and Shane and Sean are kind of like, oh, I see they're still like bullying you, huh, Drew? And Drew's like, yeah, I wish I could get back at them some way or something kind of like and that. Shane and Sean are like, we have a plan. Yeah, and then it cuts to... It cuts to Drew calling them. Calling um, calling Tabby and Lee and see, seeing if they'll go trick-or-treating with them. And Tabby's like, yeah, we'll be... Yeah, sure, we'll go trick-or-treating with you. The Willow's neighbor... We'll meet you at the Willow's neighborhood. We'll be wearing Space Warrior costumes. costumes. And um, Drew's like, all right, see you then. And Tabby hangs up and says to Lee that that she knows that they're planning something. What's so funny is, like, it cuts to, like, Drew turning to Walker goes, great, and they don't suspect a thing. And then Tabby and Lee goes, those two are up to something. I suspect a thing. And then it's like a warbly sort of like a dream transition. So here is the, t- the television episode's version of that frightening sequence with the old woman leading the kids in back of the house to like for that old man to look at their costumes. And um, there's a there used to be a version of this that they cut this scene out. And it was on Jetix. Do you guys remember Jetix? 
Um, and for the Jetix episode, I'm I'm convinced because they thought it was too scary because that was geared such, towards such young children. Uh, I don't think it makes sense for them to cut that for time. But I remember watching it on Jetix and taping it and being like, they cut out that scene. Yeah, but you it's, guys, not, it's not in some version. The scene is really terrifying. And in this version, Walker's dress is like a ghost with a white sheet, which I think is so funny. Drew is super Drew. Drew is super Drew, which is hilarious as well. And Tabby and Lee are space warriors. And so, um, you know, this old lady comes to the door and she goes, I love, she's like, my husband's, husband's been sick, sick and, and he just loves your costumes. Come in, come in, please go on, go on. And she like shoves him upstairs. And instead of like the back of the house, it's upstairs in this house. And all these kids are chained, are chained up and they're just screaming, screaming. And even Shane and Shauna and like with ridiculous costumes, like Shauna's dressed as like a mariachi woman or something i don't even know what the hell it is and it's like they're all chained up and they're like no no and this man comes out you guys this really fucked Disgusting, up fat man. man with part of his face with this gross disease on it that's like it looks like his face is melting and his tongue's hanging out and he comes up to them and he goes i love your costumes and it's like it's very very terrifying to see your costumes. Don't be afraid. My husband's been sick and he can't get up, but he'd be so happy to see your costumes. Oh yes, that's it. Go right up the stairs. That's it. Go right up the stairs. just a nightmare that drew has too scary way too scary um so drew's like it was just a dream just a a really bad dream so the so, next day is actually halloween the next day is halloween walker comes over to meet drew um drew's Dark mom is like all night. shook she does not want she does not want drew going out because of the four missing people they're not really fat in the tv episode they don't really like talk about that a whole lot um, but she's like i don't want you going out and then walker comes over and he's the full dark and stormy night which is really charming wearing all black that kind of thing and they do meet up with shane and shauna and they're kind of like where is she? they I'm, meet up with tabby i'm sorry that's right in the episode they it's tabitha and lee they don't call her tabby in the episode it's oh you're only right tabitha yeah, you're right. I think it's, an inter- it's interesting. So they meet up with Tabitha and Lee, you know, and you know Tabby's kind of a bitch, and she's like, "What are you supposed to be?" And and um, Walker goes, "She's super Drew," and Lee goes, "Super drag is more like." Well, it. I want to point out one thing real quickly. Yeah. That before Drew and Walker walk up to Tabby and Lee, Tabitha and Lee, they basically Tabitha and Lee are well. Tabitha says to Lee, "We've got to figure out a way to scare them before they scare us." Yeah, that's right. And she has that newspaper clipping of the four missing people and shows it to Lee, and she was like, "He's and they're basically they're going to use that information to scare them to all like night. freak them out, freak them out, and." 
Louis like, now I get it. And Tabitha Tab- Tab- says, duh. And then as soon as they're all together, Tabitha's like, wow, you heard about others missing people out there, huh? I wonder if they're watching us right now. I wonder if we're next. And uh, Drew and Walker are like, oh, oh that's cool. Um, they trick or treat and this, and the pumpkin creatures jump out. And the pumpkin creatures are really well done, I think. Um, is that they have, I don't know why they have like crab they have, like, claws. Literally lobster claws. Like dark brown lobster claws, like the one we saw holding the the um, the newspaper article earlier. I guess in the book version, we never really hear what their hands look like. That's true. There's no real description of that, so I'm not really sure. So that was a creative whatever. But they're very very tall. They're literally wearing giant black trash bags, and the pumpkin faces are like rubbery, and they kind of wiggle and move when they're speaking. And you can kind of see the people underneath them wearing. I, f- I love it though. I oh, think I love it. Don't get me wrong. It's campy they're, and charming. There are only they're... a few times when they have flames, like digital flames like pop out of their eyes and mouth so all the same stuff kind of happens where they take them to a new neighborhood a new and their voices are so funny not bad costumes though (sighs) is that shane and shauna i don't think so you don't think is what i think is great is that they immediately go go to the new neighborhood basically they don't spend a lot of time like trick-or-treating with normal kids yeah they like they're like no no come with us we know a better place we know a new neighborhood and lead them you know like to this new ridiculous overly decorated shockingly brightly lit cartoonish neighborhood and they start they start trick or treating and it's ridiculous and one th- I, my favorite part of this episode and my favorite part of the whole Goosebumps series it, one of my favorite parts of the whole Goosebumps series <laughs> is they go they go to this they start going to people's houses and the people that are giving them candy give them an obscene amount of candy like and for example, all you like give the little, example they're all like a little dead inside and my favorite one is this old man not this old man this middle-aged man they go to his door he has like a he has like a neon rainbow in front of his door it's so ridiculous and he's dead dead as he could possibly he says oh i'm sorry i'm almost out and has a huge bucket of candy and dumps mountains of candy into each one of their four bags and then says that's the best I can do. And then they walk away, and as they walk away, the man's face turns into one of the jack-o'-lantern faces. And if you've been paying attention, the guy who's this actor is one of the people who had gone missing in town. Yes. His face is in the newspaper. Uh, so yes, we the people that they um, the houses they end up going going to the people that are at the door are the same faces from the newspaper article. Oh my gosh, it's so great! It's so great. So the same stuff happens where you know they make even tricky lots more houses. Lots more houses. What are you talking about? We're done trick or treating. We're leaving. What's your problem? We have to leave. You cannot. Forever. Forever. Ah. Don't 
make them eat the candy. Instead, they dump out their bags and say, now it's empty, go! And they're like, we know it's Shane and Shauna. They take the heads off that same whole thing, and they, they scream. But instead of, like, turning into a wall of flames or hissing like snakes, there's this one really hilarious part where one of the pumpkin heads points out their their lobster claw and this really cheap ass stupid looking halloween laser shoots out of the end of the claw and it and blows up a pumpkin nearby a green pumpkin like it's so cheap and they're I like oh it. no and that's like supposed to be scary or whatever that these that these pumpkin heads can shoot lasers out of their claws <laughs> And then Tab- Tabitha and Lee start realizing it's like, I mean, of course, they, they're like, Shane and Shauna, which one do you think is Shane, which one is Shauna? I think it's like, I don't know, how can you tell a girl pumpkin from a guy pumpkin? <laughs> but then as it goes along, they they realize it's not, you know, it is, but it's not Shane and Shauna. And they, they Tabitha's like, you, you took them, you took the missing people. It was you, it was you. And it chases them into the woods. And chases it's like, them, this ridiculous chase sequence through the woods. It's so beautiful. It's so funny. And they chase them with their lobster claws over their heads, like running after them. And they say, we will find you, we will find So Tabby and Lee, you know, run away, and then Drew, like, dies laughing, and she's like, ah, ha, ha, and then, like, the two pumpkin heads warp back into Shane and Shauna, and um, Walker's totally shook, because he didn't realize what was going on, Drew's like, oh my gosh, that was so great, or whatever, and he's like, how did you guys do that? And Shane's like, well, there's some advantages to being an alien. And Drew's like, uh, Walker says, what? And Drew's like, alien. And Drew's like, yeah, I told you. No, no, she does. She doesn't even say that. She says, "Yeah, Shane and Shauna used to be my best friends. They, they you know, they used until they moved away a couple years ago." And like, I was like, "That's not an explanation why they aliens, girl." Yeah. She, but the way she says it, she's like, "Yeah, they used to be my best friends." I told you they were my best friends. I mean, the way you just changed, and the way that bead shot out of your your claw. Okay, you guys. How'd you do that? <laughs> well, there are advantages to being an alien. An alien? Yeah. Before they moved away, Shane and Shauna used to be my best friends. <laughs> they lived next door to me. And they were like, wow, we really had a great time scaring Tabitha and Lee. And Drew's like, yeah, I hope we didn't scare them too much. Hey, do you want... But, I, uh, but then again, I hope, I hope we, we didn't, didn't scare, scare them too little, little either. either. And... Uh, Shane's like, wow, I think we're beginning to like Halloween as much as you do. And Drew's like, do you want some of our candy before you leave? And, oh, no, wait. 
they, before that happens, they like Shane and Shauna rip off their heads. So what happens is Shane and Shauna, like the little the little actors, go to rip off their heads, and as soon as they do, all of a sudden they're seven foot tall aliens with really really skinny Muppet looking alien heads with like googly cartoon eyes. What it is is they. By the way, they're still wearing their glittery trash bag robes. And what it is, is there are people under the robes and they have their an arm sticking out of the top as if the arm was the neck and their hands are the heads. <laughs> and they have like little, it's just people with their arms popping out of trash bags and their arms are painted rubbery green. And they have like googly eyes on the end of their fingertips and slobbering mouths so like, and have ridiculous alien voices. And it is so fantastic. Yeah, with like... um. They're just like fancy alien sock puppets. It's so funny. And they have these hilarious tiny little voices. And they're like, and Drew's like, do you want some more candy before you leave? It's like, no, we had a four course meal earlier. And and Drew's like, what? And they hand Drew the newspaper article and say, they're like, um, uh, don't worry. We we only eat plump adults. And, and, and Drew says, you mean you eat humans? They say, don't worry. We only eat plump adults. But it's like, but don't eat all that candy, Drew. Wouldn't want to fatten you up. And we will be big next year to a feed again. Happy Halloween. Do you guys want some candy for the trip back? No thanks. It's not part of our diet. But if you know where some nice plump adults are, we'll eat those. You mean, you eat humans? Only when we're hungry. We just finished a four-course meal earlier tonight. Four-course meal? And then Shane and Shauna, alien puppet head Shane and Shauna, board a giant spacecraft, go up in the middle of the woods, and shoot off into the sky. Yes, go up this plank platform into this massive, glowing uh, uh, cartoon spaceship. And then it flies off into the sky, and the last shot of the episode is Drew and Walker standing from Earth, looking up as leaves swirl around, and the spaceship takes off. Outrageous. Outlandish. It's so ridiculous. I love it so much. It it just doesn't get any better. This book is so fun. This television episode is so fun. I love Attack of the Jack. As soon as we're done doing this, I'm going to watch the episode again. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. You Thank guys, you guys. Happy Halloween. Happy, happy Halloween. I hope you guys loved listening to us talk about Jack of the Jack Lanterns as much as we love. Please loved. read it. Please Speaking watch the that, episode. Yeah, it just like, invite over a bunch of your friends. Do a drinking game to it. Or just like, it's just, it's so much fun. Stupid and it's so fun. Halloween-y. Let it become part of your annual Halloween lexicon as it has for us. Because it's just, it's just delicious, stupid. Schlock. Pumpkin goodness. It's the best. It's candy-coated like, ugh, it is nastiness. If you want to shoot us a little message to say happy Halloween or trick or treat or email us at welcome to deadcast at gmail.com or you can, um, you, can st- you can say hey on Twitter, Instagram. My Instagram is Matthew underscore Scott underscore Montgomery and my Twitter is iRobotUJane. Mine is DannyMac769. On both of them. And oh man, I'm feeling good. Drop us a line and we can find more houses. Lots, Lots of more houses. Um, so, uh, if we make it past Halloween, Happy Halloween. Hopefully, I won't. 
Our next book's pretty fun, too. It is pretty fun. Then we will see for some vampire breath. I know, it's our first time dealing with Da Swampir. Ah, Le Swampir. Yes, vampire's coming up. Ooh, we're into, these are some good ones. Yes, Feratu. Oh my god, yes, work. So, happy Halloween. And trick or treat, if, if you, you dare. dare.